Welcome to Wake Up with Dr. Douglas James Cartrell, your source for helpful information, advice, and tips to live your life in a mindful way in this increasingly chaotic world. For over four decades, Dr. Douglas has been teaching people how to develop their intuition and live their lives in a conscious way. His news and views of the world tomorrow today are always informative and revealing. To learn more about Dr. Douglas, be sure to visit his website, douglasjamescottrell.com, where you can download self-help exercises you can do right in the comfort of your own home. And now here's your host, Dr. Douglas James Cottrell. Hello and welcome to The Wake Up. I'm your host, Douglas James Cottrell, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Les Hubert. Welcome to the show, Les. Oh, thank you, Dr. Douglas. As always, it's great to be back. Uh, I would like to ask you tonight about the subject of fear. You know, we turn on the TV or we turn on the radio. It's all about fear these days. It seems that somebody's always trying to, you know, scare us or, and, uh, you know, what are we so afraid of? How do we, how do we best overcome fear? Uh, How's the best way to deal with it? Well, I think the question uh, shows the two uh, prangs uh, or forks of fear, you know, how do we overcome it and how do we deal with it? Well, I think we don't ever actually overcome it. Uh, things are there in, in the world to make us fearful. It is a natural emotion. Uh, it doesn't really exist, you know. I mean, you, you can't give me a handful of fear. You can't show me fear. You can show me people who are fearful and who are reacting to fear. And that leads us to the second aspects of how do we handle fear? How do we control ourselves? Mm. Well, that's something along the way of life lessons. To be controlled is to be a spiritually minded person. You master your emotions as you go through life so that you're not triggered into taking actions that you didn't intend to. You know, emotions in some people, they throw tantrums, they commit crimes, they do terrible things, and then they sort of uh, blame it on their emotions. You know, I was afraid, I was angry, Hmm. I was provoked. Well, the real strength here is for you to be in control of yourself. Now, we all do things for different reasons. Usually, uh, people do not do something for no reason at all. In other words, there is some motivating force or something, whether they're afraid, whether they're uh, lusting for something, whether they're greedy, whether they're uh, vain or arrogant, uh, whether they have ambition, blind ambition, you've heard that one. Whatever the emotions are, they drive people who are emotionally immature. Part of the spiritual wake-up is to become emotionally mature and thereafter spiritually mature. Now, Mm. as human beings, we have all these appetites. You know, we like food, we like drink, we like sex, we like to breathe, we like to uh, accomplish things, we have a a sense of self-esteem or ego, we have, you know, accomplishment, Uh, we like to gain, we like to win. Mm. Okay. That's the way we are. So in the wake up, learning to accept the way we are allows you to not get into those dark crevices and creepy places in your mind. 
you know, self-guilt, low self-esteem, you know, blaming yourself for things. These are all getting you into that dark place. If you pity yourself, that's the worst because you can do something about yourself. You don't have to lay down and give up. So understanding fear, fear of success. Have you heard of that one? Fear of failure, yes. Fear of Mm. success. What do you think, Les? Have you heard of that? Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. So what is fear? Fear is the expectation that you're not going to accomplish something or not be able to do something or something's going to get you or something's going to happen to you. But most times in life, worry and fear, because worry is the cousin of fear, really not much happens. It's like it's like making payments on a debt you never incurred when you worry or you're afraid. So how do you deal with fear? Well, by first of all, doing a self-analysis and say, what makes me afraid? Well, high places. Okay, I won't go to high places, and therefore I won't be afraid. Looking at the things that you perceive that make you afraid, you avoid if you can. But understand, sooner or later, that great fear of all, death, is going to come to you. And if you are not afraid to die, then why are you afraid of anything else? Because death is the great Mm. fear. So coming to that conclusion, expectation, knowledge, acceptance of that idea or that notion, you can begin to, to peel away the layers of that onion and get down to why am I afraid of snakes? Okay. They're harmless. They should be afraid of me. I'm going to step on them. Okay. Why am I afraid of birds? Why am I afraid of spiders? You can do therapy, which is basically facing your fear, looking at them and handling them, and then beginning to, in meditation, or under some instruction, go back and regress yourself to that time when you first became afraid of spiders. Hmm. And there it was, rainy day coming down, the housekeeper was in the house, spiders came down the window, and she screeched. (laughs) You don't know why. Everything was fine until she started to scream. And there was a big black spider coming down in the window. And so what did you learn? Oh, my God, the boogeyman, spiders, oh, my God. And so thereafter, from that moment in time, you react the same way because you don't know why. You just know when you see a spider, that's really bad. Ah. So you react. So the therapy on that one is how to deal with it, because this was your question is to go and find out about spiders. And holy moly, they're really smart. They make spider webs. They are amazing engineers. Right, yeah. Then you begin to see that, oh, they catch flies. I don't like flies. I don't like mosquitoes. They catch a lot of bugs. Yeah. Okay, this is cool. Then you begin to say, oh, they're pretty darn harmless. Nothing's <laughs> going to get me. Spiders are my friend. Spiders are doing a service. Okay. And eventually you go, "Hmm, I love spiders. (laughs) I think spiders are amazing. 
I mean, look what they do. They string mm. a line from here to here out of silk. That, that stuff is super strong. Then they do another one and another one. Have you ever figured out, Les, when you see a spider, how they geometrically make that spider web perfect? Yeah, it's still a mystery to modern science today. Exactly. So there's something amazing about spiders, as there is with every, uh, every one of God's creatures. There's something amazing and they have a purpose. But as you start to know them and accept them and see them for what they are, that screech of that housekeeper many, many years ago in the middle of a thunderstorm fades away. Now, I learned this from my mentor, Ross Peterson. I said, I hate mosquitoes. Mm. And he smiled and he had a little twinkle in his eye. And I said, what? He said, well, you keep hating them. You're afraid of them. They're going to keep coming after you. And I said, oh, wow. He said, yeah, you attract what you are afraid of. Oh, wow. Why do you do that? Why do you attract things you're afraid of? Wake up. The soul's purpose is to understand, is to know. Oh, and so as you are afraid of something, the soul says, over here, this is where we're going next to find out <laughs> all about spiders or snakes oh. or something until you get to love them and accept them as part of nature. They have as much right oh. to be here as you do. I like that. That's my belief. The next step after that is you begin to see they have a purpose, a good one. The next thing after that, you say, they're not doing anything to me. There's no boogeyman here. They're not coming in hiding under my bed. They're just going on, keeping on, keeping on. And all of a sudden, you begin to accept them as another sentient being. Mm. And no more fear. Mm. Okay. So that's dealing with it and that understanding that everything has its time and its place, and there's a purpose for all things, but hmm. that fear inside of you is based on your experiences in the past, and your soul is putting you in front of that fear so that you can learn to deal with it, okay? Learn to deal with it. The sooner you learn to deal with it, I promise you, my friends out there in podcast land, as soon as you deal with it, <laughs> that problem will go away and you'll never have it come back to you again. So basically you're saying, Dr. Douglas, that fear should be converted into understanding. That's why it's here. Well, it's there for you to convert yourself, using uh, your words, okay. that you're no longer afraid because something makes you afraid. You're out of harmony. You're not being controlled. Some people are afraid of the weather, lightning. Right. So, yeah. Is the weather controlling them, or are they controlling their emotional response? So it's fear of the unknown, then, is what we're really afraid of. Well, is that what you're, you're saying? No, you're starting to put conditions on it, Les, and it, it's not necessarily unknown. It's, and I'm saying that on purpose because there are people who would agree with you. You're afraid for some reason. You don't need to know the reason. Okay. You need to know that you're being controlled by something else, okay? Whatever okay. that source of fear is. That's what you need to start to realize that I don't want to be controlled. I'm not going to let the weather control my day. It's raining outside. Fantastic. Your attitude shifts to it's raining outside. The farmers are going to love it. My garden's going to love it. Mm. 
This is a great day, and I'm going to enjoy the rain. Okay, so your attitude shifts. So it's not necessarily a fear of the unknown. It's a fear of whatever happened to you before has taken you off the pathway. Wake up. You're off the pathway to harmony. And so it's an encumbrance. It's a boulder on the path. It's your, it's your duty to deal with it. The sooner you're willing to deal with it, the sooner that fear goes away, and you never have to be afraid of anything in that particular thing again. Mm. But remember, if you're not afraid to die, then why would you be afraid of anything else? Okay, we're right back after this. Oh. Oh, what's up? I'm just not sure what to do with my health issues. And I keep having this recurring scary dream. What's that about? And I I just don't know if my instincts are right about my business ideas or, or anything right now. Maybe it's all past life issues. Have you thought about a phone consultation with Dr. Cottrell? A 45-minute chat should help you out. It's not a deep trance meditation, and you'll find it's just as helpful. Plus, with COVID going on, they're discounted from $375 to just $275. $100 off. Great idea. I love talking to him, like chatting with a long-lost friend. He's like tapped into a ton of wisdom, loads of spiritual insight, and he's on point. Oh. Now what? I can't find his number. Seriously? In this day and age? Ready? Mm-hmm. 519-471-1110. Call from anywhere in the country. If you need more info, I found his website too. It's douglasjamescottrellstore.com. And we're back with Dr. Douglas. You know, Doug, when I was a kid, I remember seeing my grandma and she would sit there when there was a lightning storm outside and she would sit there and she would clutch her rosary beads and she would pray. And my father saw this one night and he said, give me your hand. And I said, okay. And he walked me outside and there was this thunderstorm going on outside. And I remember he said, I want to show you that there's nothing to be afraid of. He said, it's good to respect lightning because you don't want to stand under a tree and possibly get electrocuted. But he said, there's nothing to really fear. This is a natural phenomena. And I never forgot that. And we always had a uh, little bit of a ritual where anytime we had a thunderstorm coming through the area, we would, as a family, sit on the front, on the back porch uh, and watch. It was like fireworks. And I, you know, it was a very, I was always grateful to my dad for teaching me that don't be afraid of something that you shouldn't be afraid of anyway. So with fear, when we uh, when we turn on the TV and we see something happening in another part of the world that's supposed to be frightening to us, how best do we do we gain an understanding of something like that? How how do we handle something like that when we see this these horrible things happening or these scary things happening out there? Well, first of all, thank you for telling that story to our listeners because your father was doing exactly the right thing. Uh taking you out there to meet the fear, which shows you that it does not exist. Fear oh. only exists in the mind of the beholder. Now you're the lady sitting there clutching the rosary. Yeah. Was afraid. She was giving in to the weather, controlling her, making her feel afraid. Your father, on the other hand, went outside and said, see, nothing to be afraid of, you know? And he was right. Of course, you don't go stand under a tree and you don't go running out in a field when there's thunderstorms. You have to be practical. Right. 
crew. And this was a man who was, he lost his friend. He was electrocuted in a lightning storm because he sat under his friend sat under a tree. So he saw it firsthand. Well, in life, you can be foolish. And if you don't respect nature and you are foolish, you suffer consequences. Right. Uh, and so to grow up and to realize as a mature person, because children can be foolish, but men and women cannot afford to be. You understand something, then you don't tempt fate, right? Hmm. And uh, you don't get hurt. Now, people who jump out of perfectly good airplanes with parachutes, they're in a different class on their own. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I almost was one of them. So people ride their motorcycles really fast, of which I was one of them. I, I was tempting fate. Okay, so there's a certain thrill in getting away with something. We call that excitement. You know, we risk danger. We mm. grapple with the fear. Uh, we like it. Okay, so in that way, fear is not the boogeyman. Fear is you're tempting fate and you're getting away with it. As we get older, we know that's not a smart thing to do. Because <laughs> when you tempt the fates and it hurts later, you wake up in a hospital or you got a sore back, you have to see the chiropractor next day, whatever, uh, you know better. So as, as you were shown this, this idea that the, that the boogeyman wasn't going to get you, nothing was going to get you, fear wasn't going to get you, it's fear is in the mind of the beholder. And so understanding that allows you to come to a point of whatever comes at you and you're afraid of, you find out a way, a solution to deal with it. But you don't tempt fate. You don't get on the back of a motorcycle with a bunch of motorcycle hoodlums and expect to say that you're not going to be robbed. Good chance you're going to be. If you see a, a strange looking man in an elevator and you're in the underground parking and you're about to get on that elevator with that strange man, don't do it because mm -hmm. there might be a problem. Might not be. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you don't put yourself in jeopardy. And so as you start to realize fear in the sense of awareness or alarm is trying to say to you, you are now in some sort of jeopardy, leave. Okay. And that's one right. thing when you're seeing these scary shows on TV, change the channel. I do not never have uh, found uh, scary horror movies something I want to watch. Mm. A relative of mine let her children watch them all the time, and they were growing up with the thing that the boogeyman was, you know, hiding around the corner or under the veranda or in their room. And they would always come and say, Uncle Doug, blah, blah, blah. And I would say, no, there's nothing there. Come, I'll show you, just like your dad. So the point is that stay away from stuff that is fearful. Now, if in politics and warfare and political jeopardy and people being as they are in our, in our, in our lifetime now, people being violent, you don't need to be afraid of it. You need to assess what's going on here. Mm. Because those individuals you're watching out there that are doing those things, they are emotionally immature, and they are showing you their spiritual poverty. Don't go near them. Don't engage them. Hmm. They will peter out in their own, because Monday they found somebody to hate, Wednesday they're going to find somebody else to hate, and Friday oh. they're going to find somebody else to hate, forgetting okay. about Monday and Wednesday completely. These are people who have 
grievous emotional disturbances and they are convinced that their point of view is right and they're willing to cause harm. Might does not make right. All the spiritual scriptures, teachers will say, might does not make right. You mm. cannot force somebody. You cannot get people to agree with you about something they don't want to do. They will have mental reservations. They might agree with you, yes or yes sir, but in their mind they don't. So how is it that you can avoid those scary things on TV? Well, if it doesn't concern you, change the channel. If you're interested okay. in politics and your politician is saying something that's going to concern you, listen to them, but don't get angry. Because okay. like all the politicians I've seen on the 50, 60 years I've been watching TV, mm -hmm. they've come and they've gone. Right. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. So on TV, these things will come and pass. Now, if it is something that concerns you and you have an opinion, then do something in a mature way. You say, I disagree. That might be all that's necessary. The ballot mm -hmm. box controls the world. Okay. If you see things that are absolutely horrifying and, and our news is filled with them, I cannot stand to see news reports about children being harmed in acts. I turned the, the volume down. I don't want to hear it because when I started hearing this story, I see the event intuitively. My mind just oh. goes there. Not necessarily the details to you know, solve crimes, but I see what's going on. It's very descriptive. So I try not to watch the stuff. I change the channel very quickly. Okay. But that's what you're talking about. That's how mm. I handle it. Well, thank you, Dr. Douglas, for another great podcast. Thanks, Les. And uh, thank you to our listening audience. If you have some suggestions for future upcoming podcasts, hey, I'd like to hear from you. Please contact me via email, info at douglasjamescottrell.com. Until next time, see you on the Wake Up. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. And we'd greatly appreciate your review of our show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to let others know about the great content that we're producing here. Your host tonight was Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, co-hosted by Les Huben and produced by Douglas Matthew Cottrell. For more information about Dr. Douglas's self-development classes, books, and other related products, please visit his website at douglasjamescottrell.com. The Wake Up is copyrighted by Douglas James Cottrell, 2021, All Rights Reserved.